Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. What's up, hockey fans, and welcome to Marty's Illegal Stick, brought to you by the Sports History Network. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and I got my co-host with me today. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to get diving right in. First of all, I got co-host number one, or I should say A, or however you want to put it. He is the Beer League All-Star. He's Ed Stefaniak. What's going on, Ed? I got my first penalty in the C-League, and uh, my own teammate on the Rats called it Verm. Yes. Um, I just want to say I'm very disappointed that he he made that call. Um, I'm not sorry whatsoever, and I will do that 10 out of 10 times. Did he get you for embellishment? No. Uh, this guy, I was I got the puck, and I was I, I chipped it around this guy, and he just stood right in front of me, so I blew right through him. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, pal. Way to go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, well, you're sitting in the penalty box. I'm going to bring in co-host. If you're co-host number one, this guy's co-host number A, or letter A. He's Chris Mazzotti. Chris, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? So, Ed, are you now, did you go from Beer League All-Star to C-League Goon? Uh, I've, well, I've been Beer League Goon my whole life. Uh, I think I led the league in penalties for a couple seasons now in the Clinton League. Um proud of myself for that one it's it's just something my, my my own dad sheds a tear when he sees me leading the league in penalties where do you play clinton arena yeah nice yeah, that's our yeah. League. historic yeah. clinton arena i love that place i hope we never I move do too. you know i hope what? we There's, never move there are some guys in our league that you know want to move to like the nexus center or what I, I tell you i just every time you walk into that clinton arena there's just like an aura to it you know it's the smell yeah, it's, that, it's that fresh cut ice smell. It, nothing gets better than it. Combined I, with like 60 years of nicotine what? smoking, right? Like, well, also dip spit on the ground too. Like, <laughs> it's all the, it's all the true spit on the ground. It's, it's, it's just, it's just a magical smell. You know, it's it, the only rink in this area that rivals it is Lysander. You got the dual rinks in Lysander and it just smells like, just old cigar smoke and just fresh cut ice. Nothing gets better than it. Yeah, when I go into the uh, when I go into the Adirondack Bank Center, I still smell like the cigarettes from the Utica Devils days. And the concourse <laughs> would just be like clouded with smoke, and I would come home every night from a, a Devils game. My mother would go like, "Ah, you reek of smoke!" Like, and I'd be like. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm 12 years old now. I wasn't smoking like <laughs> 2,000 people smoking around me. What am I supposed to do? All I wanted was some, you know, soda. Like <laughs> you got a bag of popcorn and a pack of Newport Reds. <laughs> yeah. 
for a dollar. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. I'll tell you what, boys, we got a lot of news and notes to go around from around the NHL as we are getting into the last of the regular season, gearing towards the playoffs. However, Ed, your Boston Bruins recently set a record for the most wins in one season. Uh, 63 wins. Impressive. Very impressive. If they don't win the cup, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Are you saying it's cup or bust? Cup or bust. It has to be. It has to be. I don't want to be the 2019 Lightning getting embarrassed by... Just just embarrassed in the first round? Absolutely not. But let me just throw this at you real quick, though, because the Bruins were not expected to do this this year. They were expected to be in the playoffs, but they weren't expected Maybe. to be a record season. They were, record I didn't season. even predict them to be in. So if it was if it was a wild card year or if they were just second in the division, just mulling around, like, you know, you know, not, not a slouch, but they, they weren't best in the division good. Anything is pop, you know. At that point, make your run, do what you gotta do. Once you hit a record year like this, you gotta win the cup. I'm sorry, it means nothing if you don't win it. Okay, I mean it, that's, that's fair, it, I guess. It's it, it, don't get me wrong. When it was December and we were all like, Boston's still pretty good this year. What's going on? And you're you know you're looking at it and you're just like, well, you know, well, the the flame's gonna it's gonna flame out one day, you know, soon. It'll flame out mid February, mid March, and it hasn't yet. You gotta continue. You gotta win the cup. Yeah, I mean, I will say, and we've said this before. At least I have. I mean, things have gone extremely right for this team this season. I mean, let's face it, right. McAvoy and Marchand both came back sooner than expected at the beginning of the season. Uh, the only real injury I can think of that they've had to deal with was Jake DeBrusque, right? And he was, what, out three, four weeks? Yeah, he was out a few weeks with his uh, fibia broken. It was something. Which is, which is superhuman when you think of it. Wasn't Hall out for a little do. while? Hall, Hall's been out, but, I mean, yeah, we were talking about him earlier. He's not the superstar he once was. But he's back now, right? He's back now. I think there's some LTIR goofing that, uh, that <laughs> you know, that you that you regularly see in today's yeah, we'll, game. We'll definitely get into that a little bit later on. Yeah. It, <laughs> I guess it's, I'll say about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it, but for, like, major injuries, Bergeron's missed a game here and there. Marshawn only missed a handful of games in the beginning. Same with McAvoy. I think McAvoy missed, like, a game recently. But is that – was that just resting them, or is that... yeah? Yeah, I think they're just resting them right now. Yeah, and like here and there. Um, Mazzotti, will here, the President's Trophy be a curse for the Boston Bruins? Here's what I would be afraid of: Fives Bruins fan. First of all, they had a lot of comeback games this year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had a bunch of games where like they tied it up in the last couple minutes, and then won in overtime, or. Or just won it like in the last couple minutes after coming back. And who are they going to get to play? They're going to either play the Islanders, who no longer control their own destiny, as we were saying. Pittsburgh, who very much can be a playoff team if they could just beat two subpar teams. Uh, Slight possibility the Sabres could still make it. Um, But basically... Not likely for the Sabres. The Islanders in Pittsburgh, neither one of them would I want to see if I was Boston right now. The because only reason why they're fight, they've been fighting for their lives for so long, 
and Boston's been playing for basically nothing for over a month. Like that's that's scary to me. Like the only reason why I would rather see the Penguins than the Islanders is the X factor that is Sorokin. Yeah, goaltending. Sorokin's so good, and Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith are the polar opposites of not good. Yeah, if there was like an opposite tandem to to Olmark and Swayman, it would be Jari and DeSmith. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing everything they can to sink the Penguins. They're just like we're gonna get we're gonna get Bedard to play with Crosby next year, and it'll never happen. You you, you can't you can't figure out who the starter is in Boston for half the year. You're like, is it Olmark? Is it Swayman? They're both so good. In Pittsburgh, it's just the opposite. It's like. Who's the starter? Is it Jari? Is it the Smith? I don't know. They both stink. Like, <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, other than that, but but uh, see, Ed, but you can never put down Sidney Crosby. Never. No, you're absolutely never. right. And Sidney Crosby, and Sidney he just is a beast. It's just ridiculous what he manages to get done. It manages, you know, to lift his teammates up to. It's it's. I think that goes underrated in the in the history of Crosby. Yeah, you know, like I think it does too. I uh, actually I remember when Crosby when I was a kid and Crosby was like still Sid the kid and I hated him. I I complained about him every day. I'm just like he's a crybaby. He's this. He's that. The older I've gotten, the more I've grown to appreciate Crosby. And I don't know if it's because he matured or I did. Probably both. Yeah, it could be both. <laughs> probably both. But I I just he was definitely. Him. He was definitely a jerk when he got into the league. Yes, um, he was. He was. But, but the thing about Crosby is, like, uh, the other day, uh, Colby Armstrong was interviewing him on TNT, and uh, he said something about to, to Crosby, like, am I the best winger you ever got to play with? Or or who is? He's like, it's me, isn't it, Sid? It's me. He's like, am I supposed to say that? And then you start thinking about, like, hey, Colby, like, you should be thanking the stars you got to play with Sidney Crosby. Nobody would even know who the hell you are if yeah, you didn't play right. with Sidney Crosby. Like, well, <laughs> it's also part of that ball busting culture that Spit and Chicklets kind of brought up. And oh, oh, I, and Ed lost the visual. That's yeah. right. We got his audio. That's all that counts. Yeah, no, the audio is what counts. But you know, yeah, no, you know what? I mean, you guys are absolutely right about like Colby. You know, let's let's put it this way. All right, a fire hydrant can get 20 goals playing on Sidney Crosby's line. Okay, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. You, you got to respect what Sidney Crosby has done. And I'm in the same boat as you guys. I couldn't stand him for the longest time because, to me, he kind of came off as whiny. You know, there was an arrogance about him. But you're Hi, right. As, as, exactly. As the years <laughs> have gone on, he's kind of chilled out and matured, which is obviously a good thing. However, I am not afraid if I'm the Boston Bruins or the Pittsburgh Penguins at all for reasons you guys just said. I mean, they're basically riding a win streak they had in the middle of the season to almost a playoff spot. Uh, the Islanders, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys, I, I thought a week ago that they were going to be the team that's primed to us, upset somebody. And then all of a sudden they just, kind of they did this 180. Now they could possibly get Mar- Matt Barzell back, which will help, which will help. Uh, but I still, like you guys said, would not want to face a team that's got Ilya Sorokin in goal. All of a sudden, I'm starting to wonder about the Florida Panthers. I'm starting to wonder about them because we talked about this before, right? With Sergey Bobrovsky in goal, 
Now, all of a sudden, that signing looks really good, right? Because remember, when they drafted Spencer Knight, and they're like, oh, my God, they gave Bobrovsky seven years, $9 million. Everybody's like, what are they doing? Spencer Knight's the future, right? Well, now they got Alex Lyon backing up Sergey Bobrovsky. And Bobrovsky is a proven winner, two-time Vezina Trophy winner. You can't take that away from him. Uh, so I will say that if Florida doesn't get Boston – they're going to be, they can be the ones that prime for upset. I don't think the Boston Bruins are going to lose in the first round. I, I really don't. What I'm concerned with about the Boston Bruins, like for reasons we've just stated, things have gone too right for that team, for one thing. And two, and I'm not picking on Lena Salmark at all because I really think that's a great story. I do, you know, but we talked about this last week with him. Now he's up to 48 games played this year. Okay. Guess what the most games he's played in a season is? I think it was like 52 when he was in no, the Sabres. It's 48 this season. <laughs> oh, is it? He has never played more than 48 games in a season. So what I'm starting to wonder is this. If I'm even, the in the a? Villains, even in the A. So okay. you get into the second round of the playoffs, let's say, because they're going to get through the first round. I don't see an upset happening there. Okay? Linus Allmark's minutes have been managed very well by Boston. Thank you, Mr. Jeremy Swaven. Once you get to the playoffs, so you don't do that 1A, 1B. You pick somebody and you ride that pony, right? Which most likely is going to be Linus Allmark. Is he going to hold up into the second round, into the third round? When all of a sudden you're starting to play a lot, you're playing every other day. You got the travel mixed in there. You're not getting that rest like you did. That's what I'm wondering. Because, Mazzotti, you just pointed it out. They've played an awful lot of come-from-behind games. An awful lot of them. Here's the best part, though. We already know who Boston will play if they make piss first round because Austin Matthews said they're going to sweep the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's going to be the lightning. Yeah. So Toronto's going to be all rested up, ready to, to face Boston, you know? And as we know in Toronto and Boston series is they could go anyway. I mean, let's say you have a four goal lead with 10 minutes left in the third period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and actually, Mazzotti, you, I was wrong about the A. Uh, he did play 55 games for the Amherst and Rochester Americans in 2016-17, so still a long time ago. Um, but, again, you never know what could happen, and there's always that one great goaltending story every year, right? And so far, Linus Allmark's been it. You know what? There's always that one great goaltending injury, too. I pride her on Carey Price, right? Like, yeah. stuff happens in the playoffs – Guys come in harder. They do not lay up, and it's dangerous for goalies out there. And I don't like to see a goalie hurt like that, but, you know, it happens. You're and, right. and, right. and I think Boston's pretty well-primed if that does happen. I, I think Swayman is definitely competent number two or one in B or whatever you want to call him. Um, and then who do they got behind him again, Ed? Uh, behind Swayman? Brandon yeah. Boosie is down in the A. Yeah, He's had a heck of a Boosie. season. There you go. So, like, you never know who has to come up and, you know, hamburglar this thing. So, you know, it can happen. So, I, I'm not – like I said, I don't think if Boston gets past the first round, then I'm worried about Boston. But until they do it, I'll, I'll hope for one of these wild card teams to take them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to mention that that Eastern Conference is gonna be a bloodbath, anyways. There's oh just God, no it's just it's just so crazy to me how like everything is so wide open still, as far as where people like, not in the Atlantic so much, but everywhere else. We don't know who the wild cards are gonna be, and in the Metro, 
one, two, and three are still very much in play between the one, two, and three. Yeah. The, the Jersey could take first place tonight. Right. And then it becomes Rangers Carolina in the, in the first round, which I think would be great for the Rangers. We, we've dominated Carolina this year. So, I mean, it's. It As a Ranger fantastic. fan, would you rather have Carolina or Jersey? Carolina in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And Freddie Anderson looks like crap these days. Like the, the well, goals that are. Consistently. That's the thing. He's been, injured so much. he's been injured so much. He hasn't played consistently. Did you see the one that went off his skate the other day? Like yeah. it was, it was a pass across. And it goes off his like. You can't do that if you're the goalie. Like I don't know. I, I I don't understand how Carolina how everything was resting on Shvetchnikov. Like it's just how is that possible? They have so much more been. talent on that team, right? And and, and I don't want to hear about Patchetti because he wasn't there all year. So, right, yeah. so that yeah, shouldn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he played like what three games? Like something like that. Yeah. 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 And frankly, from looking at Patrietti, I think you're better off him not playing. Um But hey, it, hey, at least they own Montreal on that Yesbury Kokaniami signing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's taking yeah. him out to the promised land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I guys, just. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's 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 just very it's very. I, I don't know. Have you ever seen this? Like where it's there's two games left. There's one game left. For some teams, and like there's still so much jockeying that can go on. Yeah, there there really is. And you know, speaking of jockeying, and you just touched on it, the Buffalo Sabers still can get in. They can still get there, and I have to say that you know the. Big part of the reason now, anyway, is that they're still hanging in there in the last week of the season. It's got to be Devon Levi, right? Let me tell you, yeah. I, I had an apology because I said this kid should spend a year in the A. This kid's definitely NHL ready, and I'm already hating him. <laughs> like, he's already beaten the Rangers twice, once in <laughs> overtime and once in a shootout last night. And, you know, in the shootout, I, I don't know what the rule is, but on the last shot, Attempt. Capo Caco had it. Caco had him. And Swain and uh, Devin Levi tripped him. Like as he came across, he went to go poke the puck. He missed the puck. Completely took out Capo's legs, and then Capo didn't get his shot off to come because he was going like backhand to forehand, and he just got hacked in the legs and went down. And they 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 blew it. That was it. I was so like, he, what? So. Believe I didn't get any part of the puck. No, I didn't see it. So I all yeah. he did was hack his legs, and he went down like a tree. It would like, be a shot. So Capo Capo Caco would have had a second shot. Yeah, but, they didn't uh, give it to him. I didn't see it, so I can't really comment. Yeah, he on misses it. the puck completely. But if misses he, it if, completely. If, if he did happen to touch the puck, then he touched the puck first. But if he didn't touch the puck first and he just took his ankles out, then yeah, Capo Caco gets a either a reshot. Yeah, it's a reshot. Hmm. Yeah, they, they only. I think it only counts as a goal if it's in regulation. And it's but other than that, right, right. Yeah, I mean the the chances of the Sabers making it are obviously slim to none. They got two games. No, I'm sorry, three games left. So they can end up with let's see, 93 points. Florida's got 92. The Islanders have 91. They both have one game left. Pittsburgh's still got two games left, and they got 90 points. So they're going to need some help. Not only do they have to win out, they need help. But it's still a great story. 
It, it really it is. Was, it's and refreshing to see. It's, it's refreshing to see the Sabres still in it. It's yeah, just it's crazy like, that it can still happen, right? Like, yeah. there's there's only one game for Florida, one game for the Islanders. Pittsburgh has two, and yet Buffalo is sitting there with a, a, couple, a game in hand on these guys. And if they went out, like you said, ninety three points. 93 points right now would be the second wild card. You know, if Florida and, and the Islanders both lose their last game, they they can control their own destiny and go right past them. And think of it this Which way. I would in love. November, they were basically, what was it, next to last in the Eastern Conference? They were bumbling yeah. around at the bottom. I know that. And I will say this, too. I'd be on a shadow of a doubt. I think Kevin Evans is their general manager of the year. General manager of the year. There's no if Andors or buts about that. And not just for this season, but for the overall job that he's done. Look what they did. They got rid of Jack Eichel and they got rid of Sam Reinhart, two guys that clearly did not want to be there, that were known locker room poisons. And not only did he not have to sell them for pennies on the dollar, he got quite a haul in return for both of them. I mean, it's well known what he got for Jack Eichel, right? Yeah. Obviously getting – Levi is the, the, the prize catch out of the Sam Reinhart trade. Because he was a Florida Panthers draft pick. Oh my God! So I agree. I agree he, with Kevin Adams, and he got a first round pick out of that too. So on top of all that, so even if they don't make the playoffs, just for what he's done in those two trades alone, to get this team turned around and get them believing in themselves, and let's face it, guys, the Sabers I think have a lot of cap space in the, coming up in this off season. So. Now that they're proven that they, okay, we're, we're a franchise that's heading in the right direction. We're a franchise that has a very passionate fan base. Start writing the checks. Because now they're going to be, instead of, you know, the, the last place anybody wants to go, Buffalo's going to become a marquee tra- destination pretty soon. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ah, I mean, well, it might be marquee compared to, like, say, going to Winnipeg. But, <laughs> you know, it's still Buffalo. <laughs> like the taxes are high, the weather is bad. Like, yeah, but, I don't know. Know. Yeah, but the taxes are high in New York. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, I, I, I mean, you got guys that'll refuse to go anywhere else but the Rangers. So the taxes don't mean anything. I, I mean, we got guys who want who leave the Rangers to go to Tampa. So I mean, <laughs> maybe once well, they I'm, get there, they realize this sucks. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I think New York. for a bottle of water. This stinks. <laughs> Manhattan does have a lot more to offer than Buffalo. Like, what, what are you getting in Buffalo? Good wings and you know. Hey, don't underestimate that. No, the, yeah. the wings are very important. Um, read, read Sean Avery's book. You'll see all the things you could get into being a Ranger in New York. Oh his, yeah, uh, back room uh, escapades with Scarlett Johansson and stuff. You know, it ain't happening in Buffalo, buddy. No, it ain't <laughs> happening in Winnipeg either. <laughs> yeah. But if they could pay some players, you That's know, I mean. money talks. That's what I mean. You know, you, you still know. got Owen Power on his ELC. You still got obviously Levi's going to be on his ELC. You know, they're they got some room to play. And you know what? Their prospects, their prospects are actually panning out. Paterka came up from the A, right? He's played tremendous since he's been up there. Jack yeah, White, he's been a real thing. pain in the butt. <laughs> Just like he was in the A. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real. So, I don't know who he reminds me of, but he's definitely pesty. 
Like he's a, he's a he's quite a pest out there. <laughs> yep. But so yeah, the so Devin Levi's taking this train and riding it, man. And if the Sabers can accomplish it, it'd be quite a thing. But unfortunately, I don't see them beating anybody in the playoffs if they make it. Like probably well, not. At, at this probably. point, Boston will sweep through them in two. It's, <laughs> it's been so long since Buffalo's made the playoffs that just making it is such a huge accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it'll be such a huge accomplishment if the Sabers just make it that you know, cuz I mean, let's face it, they're at the point in their franchise where it's been so long that you write like you celebrate Thanksgiving and then you celebrate the Sabers being knocked out of the playoffs. So the fact that they're playing meaningful games in what are we April. It's yeah, it's it, you know what? such a young team would be great for him. Yeah, I'll tell you something else amazing happened last night too. Um, you guys all know about blackout restrictions in the NHL. Uh, well, guess what happened last night? Did they forget the, to blackout a game? The Rangers have met their blackout requirements for the year. So last night, I actually got to watch the Rangers broadcast when they played the Sabers. Wow. I could have changed the channel if I wanted and watched the Sabres broadcast play the Rangers. Or, wow. get this, I could have watched the game that actually had meaning and switched over to the Islanders-Washington game, and they would have let me watch that too. So, like, in the intermission, wow. I got to actually watch the, the Islanders, you know, play subpar to the Capitals. It was, it was like... Oh my God! Is this what freedom is like? I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Like I got to actually watch what games I wanted to watch, and the sky didn't fall, the world didn't come to an end. I, I can't believe it. They still got the same exact amount of money they got from me anyway. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> see, and this is this is why I like being fans of out of market teams. This is, you know, yeah, when the. If Boston plays any the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders, or the Sabres, you're in the market. I know that's yeah. what the three is it two, four, four six, four teams. That's yeah, teams and it's ten games, ten games, yeah. out of 82. 10 games out of 82, and then you know, and one of them is a division rival, yeah, exactly. So, but I do get to watch 72 Bruins games a year, so yeah. I'll appreciate it, you know. Let's see if my let's see if I can watch my Red Sox games this year, though. Well, let's not get, let's not jump ahead of ourselves, shall we? Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. We're gonna sign Raphael Devers to make up for Xander Bogarts, okay? Yes, best of luck. Yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. We're gonna bring it. Red Sox management sucks. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what, guys. Why don't we flip over to the Western Conference real quick? Because as wide open as the Eastern Conference is, that Western Conference is just as wide open. It's crazier. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's way more wild. The Wild West. Yes, it's oh, insane. God. It's uh, I, yeah, it is. It's crazy. All of a sudden, Colorado looks like the Stanley Cup champs again, after being basically dead in the water for eighty percent of the season. Now they're playing lights out. You got a team like LA that's falling off the face of the earth. Injuries are no injuries. There's no excuse. I mean, they're actually in danger of they at one point, guys, they had pretty much second place net Pacific Division locked up. And now they're in danger of falling into the wild card spot. 
Because Seattle, all of a sudden, the Kraken have risen from the deep which, once again. You which would be awesome. I want them to Amazing. fall in that wild card spot so badly. Okay. Me that too. would make That's them play okay. Vegas hear, hear me out. in the first round. Vegas awesome. LA in the first round. That's a series I could stay up to 1.30 in the morning to watch. No, actually, at this point, it would be Vegas winning the Western Conference. Uh, LA would... Cause oh, LA, if Colorado, Colorado doesn't pull it yeah. out? Right. So... Right. LA would not fall into the second spot. That's not going to happen. So they would get. Well, I mean, Colorado could still pull ahead of Vegas. They, they got three games, so I mean, they oh, could Vegas still win it. Two, though, and they're up by three points. So Colorado's going to need Vegas to lose a couple games, which you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> um, Colorado, like I said, they're going to get Colorado in that first round, which would be another really interesting matchup. Um, just hopefully, like we were talking before we went on. Uh, the Kings don't wear those chrome helmets ever again because I, I watched some of that last night again still, and I'm like, oh, I can't deal with these chrome helmets. I just can't. They're terrible. They're the worst things ever. They're so ugly, I want one. And like I said earlier, they don't match the rest of the uniform. If you want to chrome it up, go 100%. I want to see chrome gloves. I want to see a chrome LA Kings logo on the on the jersey. Like That would be cool. Go ahead, do that. Like make it ultra yeah. reflective so that teams the goalie can't even look at you. Like go ahead, but this we're gonna wear white everywhere, white gloves. We look like the the dainty L.A. Kings going to a <laughs> dinner party in eighteen hundreds, you know. Uh, and uh, and then they put this hubcap on their head. It's all shiny. Like I don't get it. I don't. I don't know who thought that one up. And it's worse to me because it looks like you're you're pandering to Vegas because of what they did with their metallic helmets. So I'm like, why would you want to encourage Vegas that? Oh, we like what you did. We're gonna try to copy you. Like, well, the Vegas yeah. Vegas helmets are awful. Instead, the, it, when, so when the Kings are wearing those things, they look like a reject design design for like R two D two or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Even that would be better. That, that <laughs> Put would an R2 Vegas. helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> that would be better. That would At least Vegas. that would go with where you are. Like... But, no, I mean, really, in looking at the, that Western Conference, so there's one last playoff spot up for grabs. The so seven are already clinched. Uh, Calgary is done. Winnipeg is in the driver's seat. They're at the second wildcard spot with 93 points, two games left. Nashville can still get there. It'd be they need a lot of help. They need Winnipeg to lose out, and they need to win out. But Mazzotti, can it be done? Listen, it's just so crazy because Calgary Flames, they're done, right? Yeah, they're, they're, done. they're not getting in. Yeah, they're not. They're, I think they've been eliminated. But Nashville has to play Minnesota and Colorado. And Winnipeg has to play Minnesota and Colorado. <laughs> And and we just said Minnesota and Colorado. I mean, Minnesota has 102 points. Colorado has 104, and Dallas in between them also has 104. So those three teams are still jockeying. Uh, and Colorado has the most games left. They have three. But it's just crazy to me. Anything can happen. Winnipeg controls their own destiny, but can they beat Colorado and Minnesota? And games that matter to Colorado and Minnesota, you know. So I think they can. I think they can I, beat Minnesota. Yeah, I, I, agree I think Winnipeg could beat Minnesota. I don't know if they could get over the Colorado hump, but I think they could beat Minnesota. Yeah, I think that's what's going to end up happening. 
is I think once Winnipeg plays beats Minnesota, um, Nashville's basically going to be cooked at that point. Yeah. Because they only can get, what, to 94? And once Winnipeg gets to 94, that's it. Yeah. Winnipeg has a time. Right. Breaker. Winnipeg needs basically one point, and that's going to be the end of it right there. Yeah. They just need a loser point. If they bring Minnesota to overtime, then it's done. But going back to what you were saying about LA, Scott, and, and the Pacific, Vegas has to play Seattle twice this week. <laughs> I know. It's so it's like Seattle could, <laughs> Seattle could climb right in there. And then you're looking at Vegas lost twice and say Colorado wins. Oh, all of a sudden that scenario does happen in Vegas. And Edmonton could end up in first place. Yeah, Edmonton could. They could. I doubt yeah. it, but I think they could. I just I don't have any confidence in Edmonton. <laughs> they've they've given me none. Even you know? the sports are playing hot. I mean, they just score more, right? They're yeah. the nineteen eighty six Oilers. We're just going to outscore you. You know, our goaltending just has to be okay, which, you know, Grand Fuhrer ended up being better than okay, but, you know, I don't know. I just – 105 for the Oilers. They got two games left. Who are their games against? Uh, let's take a look. see here. I think they're done against L.A., so let's pull that up and take a look. They have the Sharks. Oh, geez. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> They've checked That's out. Me. They're not even trying. Oh, they, they've been checked out. So, let's see. Yeah, you're right. The Sharks. Is that home? No. Nope. Um, they're excited for Bedard in San Jose. Yeah, right. Oh, tonight they go. Oh, Colorado. They're at Colorado. So yeah. That's tonight. So, there you go right there. You talk about a game that means something that's, all the time. That's it. Yeah, Woo-hoo. that's it for this Edmonton season is tonight as far as where they want to finish. Right. Um, right. Because truthfully, because, they lose that game tonight, you're probably resting starters in that game against San Jose because why Why risk yeah. getting anybody injured? Yeah. Although they've lost to San Jose, I think, in the last uh, month yeah. or so. So <laughs> they can be a pesky team. You know, they really can. Uh, uh, the uh, first yeah. two periods they can be pesky, but then that third yeah. period, they just... then they forget about the third. Yeah, then they then they don't know what third period. Well, like, guys, we had a great two periods. Let's just you know take let's hang our heads on that and forget about the third. Have yeah, some that's... beers here in the second intermission. Yeah. Relax. That's that's we're up it. by a goal. <laughs> but you know, you were talking about Vegas, and I did notice that uh, Mark Stone is practicing again, uh, coming off his second back surgery. Vegas uses LTIR pretty good to load up for the trade deadline. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so Never far, seen them do that trade. before. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, anybody in this movie at this point. Um, not denying that Mark Stone had a serious injury. He did. Um, the timing of all this is just unreal, right? It's peculiar. So we don't even know for sure if he's going to be playing in the playoffs, but the very fact that he's back practicing kind of lends me to believe that if Vegas, you know, even getting into the later, later part of the first round, he may play. Um, guys, and this has been kind of a dead horse. It's been beaten to an unmerciful pulp. But we're going to just take one more shot here. What can they possibly do to fix this LTIR? Because to me, this LTIR is used as cap circumvention. There's just Why bother having a salary cap? Why bother with it? I 
I honestly, you, you threw out an idea when we were off air, and that's really the best idea I've heard. I really can't even think of one right now. I mean, it's just insane how time and time again we see teams just abuse the LTIR system. I can't think right. of an idea to fix it either. Like it's, it really is just, just a, a beast of its own. Well, let's see. The last what four Stanley Cup winners have all used it. <laughs> They've all been over the cap, right? <laughs> yeah, well, because it, it disappears once the playoffs start. So, I mean, I honestly, I we think... had Kucherov one year, we had Stamkos another year. Kane, uh, actually, the, the McKinnon last year, right? The like, Blackhawks started all that with Patrick Kane. In 2015, if you'll recall, because he got hit by Ed and I were talking about that. I think his last name was Petrovic or something. I can't remember what his name was. I remember Petrovic. I don't remember who hit Kane. Yeah, it was. I thought it was him. But anyways, it it may not have been. But anyways, it was Patrick Kane. The guy. It was like December. He got hit. It was in November or December or something like that. And they were already rolling. I mean, the 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 Blackhawks were just a wagon back then. Wasn't that the uh, uh, Wasn't that the shortened season for the yeah. yeah, no, that was thirteen. You're thinking of thirteen. Oh, I'm thinking of thirteen. So, anyways, he 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 did he he broke his collarbone or something, and they gave him an eight week timeline to recover. Well, that wasn't good enough because wait a minute, we're over the cap now because if you recall, Taze and Kane's contracts back then were like the Goliath in the room. So they were doing well enough. They were going to make the playoffs. They had their spot locked up. They're like Pat, just gonna practice with us for a couple months. But we're not going to take you off LTIR because we need that LTIR at the trade deadline. And they went way over. They loaded up, and obviously what happened happened. And that's kind of where the trade They got Hosa, right? Isn't that when they got Hosa? No. No, they got Hosa for the first cup. Yeah, that was – they had him since 2010. Oh, that's right. Okay. They had him since 2010. That's right. And then he was on LTIR for the rash for two seasons. And then ended up – surprise in Arizona. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No way. His LTIR was real though. Yeah, yeah. that that one was that one was a devastating one. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he I couldn't mean, wear I, hockey gear. Yeah, so I couldn't recall. Right? He couldn't wear hockey gear because it gave him a rash. Yeah, even though he no, had to do it for eighteen, he had seasons. a he had a he had a rash, and the hockey gear said it, he said it felt like like a thousand needles going into his skin. Yeah, but then it cleared up, and then he couldn't wear it. And I, like the hockey gear was also causing it. He might have got uh, gained an allergy to what the stuff the gear the, the gears made out of the material. It, I mean, either way, it kept him out. Like it, it's it's something you don't want to see. And definitely, definitely, uh, I can kind of sympathize with it because I've had gear that has caused rashes. I've had gear that's caused me pain. I also find it convenient that. This only happened after he won a Stanley Cup. Well, it <laughs> like, happened. It, show, happened yeah. five, it happened. It didn't happen for the three years he was a journeyman before that, trying to jump onto every team that was favored to win the cup. And I got to see him lose, and I loved it when he lost with Pittsburgh. And he and switches over game. to Detroit, and then Pittsburgh wins. It was great. It was great. I, I actually won- rooted for Pittsburgh that year, just because I didn't want to see team before the rash. So it's. <laughs> You know, it's a like, it's an issue. It's it's I'd say Scott that the LTIR is on par with the same issue of tanking for the best pick. You know, yeah. yeah. Do they want to? Do they want to actually do something about it? Um, I heard a crazy theory this year that uh, or this week um, uh, 
that uh, someone suggested that uh, they do the lottery at the beginning of the season. Like, and then what they say is like, okay, if you finish like eighth in your conference, you'll get the first overall pick. And then see if you can land that helicopter into that position. Because as you see right now, it can't be done. Like right, teams, right. teams are who are fighting for playoff spots can't even like win the last two games. Yeah. Like so, it's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like that's something that was interesting to me because, like, I mean, obviously somebody in that system would say, "Well, you got to de- finish that last." But if you did it like, you know, based on percentage of like how good a team is, you just have to say something like. Colorado, you won the cup. If you finished that last this year, you win the lottery. Like, like, make them go out and try to take after winning a cup. Like, I don't. That seems more interesting to me than this current system. Yeah, but the LTIR is an issue, you know. And and you, you know, I know. Um, it goes under under understated, but like Chris Drury this year had to do a lot of juggling to get Patrick Kane on this team. You know what? I'm going to say something that's going to make you really mad. That was cap circumvention, what they did. And there's a reason. It was legal cap circumvention, though. You can only retain 50% of a contract for a reason. And for them to be able to sell off 25% of his contract to make it all work was absolutely ridiculous. Because they're only paying. That's. And yes, you're right. With the loophole, it is. It is legal. But I'm saying that's ridiculous. And if you're going to make make it so that a team can only retain 50% of a contract, then that's it. There should be no, well, let's see, we still got to get rid of 25% of this contract and we're going to get rid of it to a team that's never going to see this guy except for when he's in a visiting uniform. So and they, had a, they had to ship out a pick for that, right? It doesn't matter though. Yeah. It that's a, that's I mean, it didn't cost them nothing. It doesn't matter though. You, if the bottom line is if you can't fit 50% of a player's contract that you're bringing in, then that's it. You, you can't get them in. They shouldn't be able to just, you know, pawn off 25% of a contract to bring in a superstar like Patrick Kane and it only costs about a fourth round pick. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. It, it, it's going to cost them more if they make the conference final. Okay. Well, um, then, then there you go. And my point was to what they had to do before that with sitting guys and having guys not play because, you know, they have to send guys down to Hartford and, if they get injured, they can't send them down to Hartford. But so they're they not have the to ones sit on the bench. That. What? They're not, they're not the only ones that have had to do that. No. But they literally, for like a week, did it. A like, lot of teams have had to do this. So. For over a week, they played short, like completely short. It's Actually, crazy Vegas is one of the teams that's had to do that several times because of their wild spending ways out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> they really are the drunken sailor in port when it comes to salary spending. But no, I mean, the Rangers uh, were playing games with four defensemen. Like, that's crazy. Like, you're starting the game with four D-men. Like, but, and you know what, then? Then that shouldn't be allowed either, because that's almost a player safety issue. It definitely is a player If you can't issue. put the proper amount of players out there because you're trying to save salary cap space to bring somebody else in, but you're playing, putting those players, and then, I don't want to say in danger, but certainly it can affect their health. Oh, that's danger. Because you got a team right across from you that's that's fighting for a playoff spot, they're gonna try to run you right through the wall. 
Well, honestly, I think they're going to try to do that anyways. But <laughs> exactly, they're going to do that anyways. These guys are competitors. They they don't they don't hold up. But so... that's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And Mazzotti, you're absolutely right that what the, they did was you're right. It was completely legal because of the way that the, the rules are written and the loopholes that are in place. I'll All tell I'm you this, is... Scott. I I understand your viewpoint, but I don't think that that's as bad as the LTIR stuff. Like it's not. At least it's you're not. working within the rules. You're putting your team at a disadvantage to try to gain an advantage later. Like there's there's a certain yin and yang to that. I mean, the Rangers survived that couple of weeks where they had to do that, and then you know what happens? Kane comes in and they lose the first two games with them or whatever, or two out of the first three, I think it was. So then it's like, oh great, you just went through a losing streak. To, to get this guy here. Now you get him here. The chemistry's all screwed up. You know what I mean? Like it could have been really like you, you could, you could very easily see how that could have like totally derailed the team. Most Luckily, the these big trades don't work out. If right. You really look at it. Absolutely. You really look at it. Listen, well, I know that better than anybody. <laughs> Oli you know, I could go, I could go year by year through, right. through the 20, 2008 to 2014. You know, every year they got a superstar that did nothing. Eric Stahl. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, can um, we just make this the Mazzotti Rips on the Rangers Trades podcast? <laughs> I mean, it, it, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Um, to St. Louis. I mean, uh, there's a thousand of them. Scott Gomez. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> but, uh. But I guess the LTIR thing, it just there's something fishy about it. Like oh, like definitely. you said, like with Kane. Oh, it's only eight weeks, but we got six weeks left of the playoffs, so just sit where you are. Like there's something wrong about that. Yeah. Way wrong about that. And there it's there's no oversight to it. They can say what they want, you know, like, oh yeah, he's still got a hangnail. He's gotta be on LTIR. Right. Like right. it's it's just ridiculous. So that at least at least what Drury did is all out in the open. We're trying to get Kane. We have to sit this guy. We're going to have to send this guy down. We're going to have to play a guy short, play two D-men short because one's hurt and the other one uh, got suspended for for hawking a loogie and, and Doherty. Like, yeah. it's. Oh, by the way, did you see this week? Corey Perry got cowbelled by Adam Fox. Okay. Adam Fox got a $5,000 fine. In the same game, Shesterkin got cow- cowbelled by Kalorn. He got a $5,000 fine. And the whole time I'm thinking, what is $5,000 when you're making $9 million? Like, what is it? Like, is $5,000 anything to any of these players? Is no. it like buying a pack of gum? Like, no, can we like, have a real actual enforcement it's, penalty? It's, it's, it's actually meant to annoy them more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, it's, it's more of an annoyance. They want it paid in nickels. You know, you know I really think with, with player safety, I think it's actually ridiculous that there's only, like, one person that's in a, to me, that should be a former player. It should be a former referee and like some kind of a former league official. It should be like a three-person uh, committee, and they get together and decide because now you got all the different points of view, and you come up with it instead of this. Because player safety, to me, the Department of Player Safety, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. To me, I, I honestly I think that there it, it's like the Price is Right when they spin the wheel there. You're trying to land on the dollar. I think that's how they come up with some of these punishments sometimes. I, you know, I'm okay. I'm, what happened? You 
$5,000 fine. You know, it's uh, uh, I'm shocked that who they've hired in the past for player safety. Also, yeah, I know. Brendan Shanahan, Brendan Shanahan, George <laughs> Peros. What do they know about player safety? You should get like a, a, a like, a, honestly, the the player who I think would be best at it or the former player, I should say, would be those superstars who really didn't muck it up. Wayne That's Gutsky. what I'm saying. That's you what know? I'm saying. I say give it to that. Patrice Bergeron the day he retires. <laughs> like, let yeah, him handle it. Right? You know? But he's really, Mr. Selkie. He, you know what I mean? Let him gonna... let, let Selkie winners do it or something. Yeah. Or, or uh, Lady Bing winners. Yeah. You know? Yeah. like Keep Kerry like... Fraser away from it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's uh, I like I, I just I I don't understand where a lot of that comes from. I never will, and I guess it's uh, for decisions for guys like Gary Bettman to make. Ugh, you know yeah. it's the owners making it. They they don't want oh. player safety. Right, it's like work. Exactly. It's like workplace safety. Workplace safety is a joke. <laughs> don't break well, the rules hand unless they ask over. you to. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed oh, to. You're supposed to deburr the ends. They don't, and now I get caught. <laughs> it's on the department that didn't deburr the ends why am i getting blamed yeah well i'll tell you what guys it's funny that we were talking about injuries because i have got a zamboni time machine that does, has everything to do with injuries and i think you're gonna like this one this week because it's about unusual injuries you guys ready for this all right the zamboni time machine is brought to you by zamboni.com and the zamboni name is used with permission this week the zamboni time machine takes us back to January 19th, 1945, the date of the most unusual injuries in hockey history. Hockey players are well known for playing through injuries that would sideline normal people. It's not uncommon for players to have teeth knocked out without missing a shift, suffer a cut severe enough to require stitches only to return minutes later. Hell, Bob Bond once played through a Stanley Cup final on a broken ankle. Harold Mush March would suffer an injury on a fateful night in 1945 that you just don't see every day. Bush played for the Chicago Blackhawks from 1928 to 1945. He was a small guy, but had a penchant for scoring timely goals. He scored the first-ever goal in Toronto Maple Leafs Gardens, and he also scored the game-winning goal that gave the Blackhawks their first-ever Stanley Cup in 1934. Mush was also known for playing with his tongue hanging out like a panting dog. It would cost Mush on that fateful night in 1945, as a collision on the ice would cause his teeth to bite down and sever his tongue completely off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It would actually only take much a couple of weeks to recover, but during that time, he could not speak at all. He could only communicate by writing or sign language, and he would retire that season and go on to be an NHL linesman for another 11 years. See how that all works out? <laughs> if that wasn't unusual enough, how about this one? When a player is playing well, he is said to be on fire. Would you believe this actually happened one night? In 1930, a goalie named Abby Goldberry was playing in a game in the Quebec Junior Leagues. Goldberry took a puck to the chest, which itself isn't unusual, but for whatever reason, he had a box of matches in the shirt he was wearing under his chest protector. The puck made direct contact with the matches, and from there, science took over. The matches ignited and caught Goldberry's gear and uniform on fire. His teammates were able to extinguish him, and although he did suffer some pretty nasty burns, Goldberry made a full recovery. And that, my friends, concludes this week's trip on the Zamboni Time Machine. I wonder if while they were putting him out, somebody yelled boom shakalaka. <laughs> He's on fire. Boom shakalaka. 
I still play NBA Jam. Like, there's no tomorrow. That's my favorite sports game. It was awesome. It was awesome. So it's funny. We have about the tongue one. I have countless pictures of myself that both Lily and other photographers have taken of me playing hockey, and I always have my tongue out. <laughs> as soon as I get the puck, it's like I, I just I just stick it out. Just <laughs> oh, I gotta that, remember that next season. Yeah, that is no, just, terrifying just sure, to me. Do not run me, because if I bite my tongue off, I'm gonna throw it at you. <laughs> Listen, I'm just biting your tongue. And that oh, off is yeah. so painful. It's like the worst. it's terrible. Yeah, like I bit my tongue a couple yeah. weeks ago. I'm still feeling it. Like <laughs> it's the worst. The- and you feel so stupid when it happens. <laughs> like, like what the hell is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> like, like dogs don't do this. Am I worse than a dog right now? That I just <laughs> bit my own tongue. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine biting it off is terrifying. That had to be so terrible. Oh, oh god! Oh my god! It's <laughs> terrible. Yep. Just think about uh, that next time you're sticking I, your tongue out. That's all. I yeah. Got. I, I put my. Uh, that's why I laughed during it. It's because I put myself in that shoot. That guy's shoes. I'm like, my tongue's always out when I play. I'm gonna lose yeah. my tongue. Ah, uh, we'll I almost swore. I almost swore. We'll have to make sure the rest of the Clinton League sees this episode in particular. Then. No. Well, no. Show them the John Lamb episode during the offseason when I just absolutely <laughs> lambasted Lamb. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. That was a lot of fun. And, um, hey, it all starts, what, next week, right? I believe so, yeah. Next yeah. week is where we're really going to get into the uh, the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. of things here. So we actually gonna... know where teams stand because we yeah. don't right now. No, we don't. No, we don't. But come next week, we're going to have some interesting uh, playoff preview series to talk about. So, so. so are we going to go out for some beers, bites, and games and invite some people over to watch? I think we got to at some point here. I think yeah. so. I think it'd be a real interesting show. We should do yeah. a show right from there. I, I honestly would be all for it. I only live a couple minutes away. <laughs> I'm sure we could do it if you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we could. So mm-hmm. let me uh, let me do some connivering here, see if I can figure out how to do it, and we'll, we'll make it happen. So Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. A lot of exciting games tonight. You don't want to miss. Yeah, there is. Edmonton, Colorado, Seattle, Vegas, Winnipeg, Minnesota. Huge implications. And if Boston beats the Capitals, they beat the uh, points record that Montreal set in 76-77. Or you can watch the Blackhawks blow the... Connor Bedard sweepstakes actually beat Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) If that happened, man, I should you should place a bet on that, man, right now. I bet the I'm odds sure are pretty you could good. Go to DraftKings or FanDuel. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah, you yeah. Could. yeah. I'm sure <laughs> somebody I mean, I definitely that's... has to have the the draft lottery bet. Yeah. No, I mean just bet Chicago tonight against Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins Chicago. It ruins uh, Pittsburgh's playoff holds too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way things have been going, I just think it's going to happen. Yeah, like... yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But, uh, but no, for all of you out there listening and watching, we thank you. We appreciate your support. Please subscribe to the show on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're all over the place. We're, we're just like that. So, anyways, for Ed Stefaniak, for Chris Mazzotti, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on Marty's Illegal Stick. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. 
Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.